0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Out of Five Stars, a weekly bookish podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Jess. I'm the Jess in Louisville, Kentucky.
1: And I'm the Jess in the Pacific Northwest. Each week, we get together virtually with a drink in hand and a mic in the other to talk all things bookish. Today on the show, we are talking all things Twilight, book, movie, kind of a mixture. For those that don't know, Twilight was written by Stephanie Meyer back in the day, and it currently sits at Goodreads with 3.61. So That's that's pretty low to for I now, I guess feels low feels low yeah. to
0: me um so today we have an exciting addition to the crew Michelle from the bookstagram at read with mish um Michelle would you please like to give us a little intro um and also tell us team Edward or team Jacob we're going oh, right, right, right to
2: it right to it okay well i'm Michelle yeah um i started my instagram of december of last year um I really started getting back into reading once the pandemic hit really um got me to just fall back in love with it. I've always been in love with it, but um I've just now got back into it and I you know it's sorry, I keep messing up. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Um you're good. But yeah, okay, okay, so right off the bat, yes, I definitely have to say I am team Edward. <laughs> nice. I've always been team Edward since I read the book. I mean, I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't see Jacob as the one. I was always Edward. So (laughs) nice.
0: Nice. Okay. So as you know, as we've told you, we do a little, what are you drinking segment? So I'm going to start it off. Um, today I am trying for the first time, this, um, cut water, tequila, Paloma, grapefruit thing. Um, it's 7% and it's, I think I needed to have it in the freezer a little bit longer. It's a little lukewarm, but it'll do the job, 7%. What about you, Michelle? What are you drinking?
2: I am with a little classic rosé nice. <laughs> to get it started. So it's been a long work day, so I definitely needed a glass of wine. <laughs> nice. Jess, what you what you got?
1: Uh Truly. Uh, tried and true, truly. I, I had to put it in like an insulated thing, though, because I'm out in the trailer, and I would definitely have a lukewarm truly by the end of this. So it's in here with some ice getting watered down. What flavor but. of truly? Mango. Mango is my favorite one. So I'll go through all the mangoes mm. first, and then I'll and then start the, ne- the other going ones. through the rest of them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you answered our next question. So uh, that was just when did you join your bookstagram or start your Insta- Instagram, which sounded like beginning of the pandemic. It's a good outlet to do. Um, what do you like most about the community now that you've joined? You've been on there for a full pandemic, almost <laughs> over a year, Definitely. O- over a year now. What, what do you like most about the bookstagram community?
2: I definitely would have to say meeting new people. Sorry, my dog just busts through the door. <laughs> keep him that's out. Okay. Um, I would definitely say meeting new people. Um, I got to join a lot of different book clubs and different groups and got to meet people from all over the place, especially like I've met people that are from my area that are really close by. So I definitely would have to say that's the best part. It kind of pushed me out of my shell to connect with people. I was really, really shy and kind of didn't want to do it. I was like always talking about it like, oh, what if I keep track of all of my reading on this Instagram account, but I'll just keep it to myself. But then it just kind of erupted. And I met so many people and they were so nice. And it was just an amazing experience just to meet all of these new friends that I've I've made so far.
0: So it's nice that you've um, made friends like real people friends, not just like Instagram I guess they are real people but like you've met them in person is what I'm trying to get tangible. at tangible
2: yes, <laughs> yes there's definitely yeah, yes yeah and there you know there's a lot of people that are close by that I would love to, more of them that are close by or in different areas you know like if I ever go somewhere like I'm gonna go to Chicago in like a couple weeks and there's a friend that I've met who lives in Chicago and she's like oh we can get coffee and I'm like absolutely yeah so I love like having that connection you know getting to meet new people in this way. so
0: Yeah. I like when you um, meet friends from the internet and people are like, oh, how did you guys meet? Online. That's the best. Exactly. I like seeing people's reactions when they're like, oh, really? When you
2: say online, they're like, oh, like what dating app? And it's like, no, 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 not like that. (laughs) Like Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you have been a reader, but you kind of fell off the wagon until the pandemic hit, right?
2: Yeah, I definitely when I was younger, I was reading all the time. Um, I remember definitely reading Twilight, like that definitely got me into it. And then I feel like um, when I got into college is kind of when it kind of fell through, I didn't really have time for it. And also when I started working, I was like, didn't really have the time for it. And then my roommate one day, she just I was so, you know, bored during the pandemic because we were at home doing nothing, just quarantining. And she's like, here, take this book, go and read it and like, tell me what you think. And I remember it was a thriller. It was a Cherie LaPena book and I just blazed through it. And I was like, why did I ever stop reading? (laughs) Like, what was I thinking? And then just from there, I just, I kept buying books and buying books. And then I bought a Kindle and uh, I started using NetGalley and all of that. So it just, exploded from there and i've really loved every minute of it so far so i've learned a lot of new things
1: so would you say the majority of the books that you're getting are on your your kindle or are you mostly going you know in store and getting physical books how are you reading all these books so fast
2: mostly I think that's a question
1: everyone has for bookstagrammers yeah. it's yeah. like how are you getting to that? yeah so quickly
2: Yeah, mostly I would say I think mine are uh, hard covers. They're physical covers. I kind of like to read those more. I do like the Kindle because it's really convenient, but I just feel like nothing can just beat having a physical book and then that feeling you get once you get to like close it and you're done. Um, I definitely have a lot of catching up to do. (laughs) I definitely have a lot of books on my TBR that I need to get through, but um, I do consider myself a fast reader. So it's it's good for me to be able to go through. I think in June I read like 12 books and that was the most I think I've ever read in one month. So no audio or anything, just straight books. So it's been it's been great.
0: <laughs> so what do you do when you're not reading and not working?
2: That's a good question, honestly <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I would say now that things have started to open up, going out with my friends, you know, going since it's nice out, maybe going to like a winery or a brewery, Um, I know concerts are starting to open up now, so hopefully we'll be able to get a few of those in this summer, but, um, hanging out with my friends as much as possible. I actually just moved. I just moved from Arlington back in with my parents. So I'll be here for like a year until I move somewhere else. But so, yeah, that's other than reading and working, love being with my friends every minute I can get. So
1: do you have an auto buy author, like an author, anytime book comes out, you're going to get that one no matter what?
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely Sheree LaPena. I love her so much. She definitely, it's like the first book that I, my roommate had given me, but I love her suburban thrillers. I think thrillers is like my favorite category. Um, and I absolutely loved her books, all of her books. She has one coming out in July and I already pre-ordered it. I'm so ready for it. So <laughs>
0: I have never heard of this author. Who is <laughs> this?
2: Really? Oh my gosh. I Maybe
0: I have. She, What's her,
2: how do you spell her name? so it's S-H-A-R-I, and then I think LaPena, L-A-P-E-N-A. She wrote The Couple Next Door. I think that's her probably most popular book that she's written. Yeah,
1: that one's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one that I've read by her, and it was really good. Oh, I Um, loved it. I didn't know that was like a little sub-genre of like suburban thriller, but that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's like the suburban thriller, moms hanging out at home, have a lot of time to Observed. A lot of my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, neighborhoods. Yeah. That's the only one I've read by her, but it was so good. Yeah. So I would definitely, uh, I'll give that more of her stuff a shot. Oh yeah. That was the only one I've ever picked up. I think it was just like given to me at one point and that's why I read
2: it. Yeah. I have, so, I own every single one of yeah. hers, even though I've read them before as library books. I was like, I need to buy like physical copies because I just, I love her books so much. So she's definitely well, an auto buy for me.
0: We mm-hmm. might have to put one of those books on the show because I've, I've never heard of her. But I like thrillers, oh so
2: yes, yeah. I think my favorite from her is called An Unwanted Guest. It's kind of like you know, like the Who Done It in the middle of winter in the ski lodge when there's snowed in and there's a murder and one of the guests had to have done it. Like it's, you know, it's kind of like a theme that you've or a plot you've heard before, but I just loved the way she did it because she kind of has this way of writing where uh-huh. she'll reveal the plot twist and then there's another twist and then maybe another oh. one on top that she'll kind of slide in there. And I just love, I love reading that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not mad about like tired tropes or tired you know storylines. Obviously, Twilight is one of my favorites, and there's been lots of uh, of vampire romance novels, which I like them too. Like, I don't I don't discriminate. I like you know as long as it it can be fresh when you're reading it or just enjoyable while you're reading it. I, I don't mind a tired trope. Okay, cool. So. Thank you for that. I think we should put that on Mm -hmm. our list, maybe for snowy. Let's do it for December. December. Can we do to one? All right. We'll put it in there. (laughs) Okay. So going into what we're gonna go into today, what started out with as a Dream by our Lord and state Savior, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> um, Actually, I looked this up. She actually had the dream on June 2nd, 2003. So, like, we just passed a little Twilight oh my anniversary my last nice. month. Uh, Quickly became every high school girl's fantasy. Twilight The Twilight Saga was first released uh, in 2005. And since then, the world has never been the same. I went down, like, a weird Twilight hole I mean, there's a Twilight Renaissance happening right now, but for this episode, I was, like, going Mm -hmm. down weird little rabbit holes. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard about the the 9-11 50 Shades of Grey. No. It's not a conspiracy theory, but the, like, connection between the two. And I went down that little Tumblr rabbit hole, and it was really weird. But anyways, (laughs) like, the idea is, like, 9-11 happened... And because 9-11 happened, Fifty Shades of Grey was written, and Twilight is in the middle of that, like, domino effect of things. Oh, anyway, I've seen, I've, I've I'll heard put of it on things. the. I'll put it on the Instagram. <laughs> it kind of makes sense when I looked into it.
2: Yeah, cause wasn't, like, Fifty Shades of Grey kind of like a fan fiction of Twilight or something like that? I, I think I read something about that. It was kind of written yes. based off of it.
1: Okay, so... Now that we're talking about it, I'll talk, I'll say what the six steps are, (laughs) right? So 9-11 happens, right? Then the second domino was Gerard Way, the like lead singer of My Chemical Romance, creates the band My Chemical Romance as a result of witnessing 9-11. Stephanie Meyer loved My Chemical Romance and she used that album, like the first album to fuel her writing. Of Twilight, like, she was listening to a lot. If you go to her Spotify and look at the actual, like, her Twilight um, uh, Spotify Mm -hmm. playlist, a lot of My Chemical Romance is on there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not for the the movie, not the, like, movie soundtrack. Her playlist for writing it. And then... E.L. James began writing Twilight fanfic, which was inspired by Stephanie Meyer. So 9 made Fifty Shades of Grey happen. I think I did see this, actually. That was the like dumbest thing I've ever gone into <laughs> on, on Tumblr. But anyways, everyone's getting back into Twilight. I thought it was a fun thing to dive back into, you know, as an adult. Actually, our first episode of mm-hmm. this podcast was a review of Midnight Sun. So it's it's a renaissance. Everyone loves to talk about Twilight. I was Midnight's. Sun. I'm glad we're talking about it because it was nice to reread yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Did you guys like Midnight Sun? I liked yeah.
1: it a lot. I didn't read it. Jess read it. So, yes, I read it. And now I've read everything except for the complete um, illustrated guide. I've read The Life and Death, The Second you read that Life one? of Brie Tanner. Brie I, Tanner. I read, I read, I read that and, one too. I read yeah. Brie Tanner. Yes, I, read I didn't all. read yeah. Life and Death though, which I didn't oh, know that's... that one had a curse yes. that's,
2: that's the one from like like back in the day right and it's kind of like I haven't it's read flipped. that one but I saw
1: it back yeah back they the flip
2: it and it's like a female yes. yeah mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yep lady yes. vampire um so now I've read the whole thing I've read everything in it and you know I'm glad it's a book and it's good. And I'm glad I did it. Although I will say, I really do wish Stephanie Meyer would spend more time on the host because she kept saying she would do a second in the host, the series of the host. And she has yet mm-hmm. to do it, but I'll give her time. She's working on like fickle fish stuff. Um, um, Anyhow. Yeah. So, Michelle, what made you pick up Twilight in the first place? Did you read it back in 2005 or did you read it a little bit later on? Yeah what started twilight for you? Like what started? I definitely
2: read it back. And I sound so mystical. I definitely read it back. I think in 2005, I remember my friends kept telling me about it. They're like, Oh, you need to read this book. You need to read this book. It's so good. And I kind of wasn't interested at first. I was like, "Eh, like it's too big. Like I can't read that. Like, um, and then I—it's too too thick. And then finally, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll just give it a try. Oh my gosh! And then I just—I think I finished it within like two or three days. I just zipped through it. I was so hooked, so captivated. Like in that moment, like it just sounded so foreign to me—a vampire, werewolf, human love triangle. Like I just feel like nothing really before caught my eye with this and i was like this is so unique i love how she's writing it um so that definitely caught my attention at first and then you know once it started you know the movies came out it just made me even more obsessed to actually put faces to the characters like you'd always imagine them in your head but when they actually picked out the actors i was like holy did new you obsession. like the actors I, I honestly was not a fan of Kristen Stewart. I I didn't like it. The the kind of little tics that she would do in the movie and stuff, I was like, oh, it's kind of annoying. Like, I didn't really picture Bella like that. Um, Edward, I was like, okay, like, it's pretty spot on. I, I kind of, I liked Robert Pattinson as Edward. I think... Jacob was okay. He kind of annoyed me. I'm not going to lie. His movie <laughs> character annoyed me more than his book character. I feel like he was more badass in the book, but he was more annoying in the movie. So, um, And then I can't... I'm trying to think of everybody else. Everybody else... I was always a fan of Carlisle, like even in the book, you know? So super excited to see him in the movie. So he was probably like my favorite character in the book and even in the movie. My My top favorite character.
0: So... How many times do you think you read Twilight before you, like, before you, even New Moon came out? Because I remember sitting at my dining room table, eating dinner and flipping pages, and I I wore that book out for sure. Like, I just read it so many times, and my mom was like, you're reading that again? You're reading that? Yes. And rereading it, it still made me blush, a lot and yeah I would like to say that also going with like your um your thing about like you didn't really like Kristen Stewart for Bella Mm -hmm. I think I liked Bella better in the book because she was annoying as freak in the movie like what's wrong with you silly
2: yes a hundred percent agree
0: so yeah how many times do you think you read it
2: I think I probably read it now six I think like in total my whole life six times but I think I read it like five times um when I was younger and my and you know because it's like the movie didn't come out yet so all you really had was the book to kind of keep it alive in your head so that's why my mom is saying my mom is like didn't you already read it and I'm like yeah I'm rereading it because I have to like get this whole thing played out in my head because I just love it so much
1: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah I definitely read it a lot
0: <laughs> did you go to the midnight premiere of the movie because I know I did Oh, absolutely.
2: I had a t-shirt from Hot Topic and everything. I was ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I had like, I think I had like three shirts and I had one that had like the whole cast on it, you know, like like from the cover. And I was so excited. And my mom was so annoyed that she had to go with me because I didn't want to go by myself. And it was just the girls screaming. Oh my gosh. In the movie theater, it was just crazy like I had to go and see it more times just because I couldn't really hear anything when I was at the midnight <laughs> premiere it was just so loud like every time a character would come on screen just for the next like at least two minutes just full screaming it was a lot of fun <laughs>
1: I remember when we went to go see it and like I was I was a Jacob girl myself but like I definitely had to go spend an exorbitant amount of money on those like cups, those take home special edition (laughs) AMC twilight cups. And I don't live in the same state as my parents anymore, which is a a bummer because I know all of those cups are just like sitting in a shelf somewhere and I really want to go get them so I can have them. But I have all this like goofy twilight memorabilia at home that I I had everywhere. Those cups would make a good um, cocktail cups because they're so big.
2: That's true. That's
1: Yeah. They were huge, uh, they were huge. I remember, yeah, yeah. They were like this big. Um, that was crazy. Um yeah, the the midnight showings at my movie theater it was just nuts. Like, I remember sitting outside the, like, movie theater waiting to get tickets and, like, rereading the book in line. Like, I've already read it several times, but I have the book there, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, yep. Me and my girlfriend that went were both, like, rereading it in line. Like, not necessary, but just everyone was so obsessed with it. And it was—it felt nice to go through something that, like, it felt like everyone was going through. I mean, there was definitely a camp of people who were like, oh, Twilight— and that kind of happened around the time that the movie came out. Everyone was like mm-hmm. so embarrassed about it. But I think that kind of goes along with like like you guys were saying, sometimes the characters in the movies got a little too overdone. Yes. Like Bella was way too mm-hmm. clumsy and Jacob was way too weird and like everyone just got a little off in the movie cuz when I just reread Twilight for this and I couldn't believe like Bella's not very clumsy in the book she's a little clumsy and she like kind of leans on like oh I can't dance or whatever but she's not like falling around like she is in they the movies, it like yeah. falling physically mm-hmm. all the time and she's so observant in the movie or in the books excuse me um and she's like just she has more passions and things that she likes to do in the book and then in the movie, it's like totally taken out. All she is is like a, you know, here for Edward and just falling around all the time. So, I think a lot of the, you, the people who are in the camp of like, oh, I don't really like Twilight, were only the ones who didn't like it exactly they just saw the movie or the, the trailer. Where?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but they're both really, I think really the good. movie makes it way more cheesy.
1: So you didn't read Midnight Sun then?
2: I did not. No, I have not. I heard so many things.
1: Do you have plans to read Midnight Sun?
2: I kind of want to now I'm like, okay, like I kind of want, it, it is interesting to me, you know, to read it in his point of view, since this whole book is in Bella's point of view, I definitely want to see, you know, kind of compare it. And now that I've kind of re like reread this again, it's like, okay, this is perfect. Now I can read midnight sun and kind of compare them right off the bat.
0: Yeah. It piqued your interest again. Um, so I, I guess like what part of Twilight was your favorite because I was, you know, when I was re- reading it, I did something different. I audiobooked it because I knew it needed to like go by fast since we were, we just finished our last book last week. And I'm like, oh, I need to, and we recorded it on Monday. I'm like, I need to, I need to read this one really fast. And I really like the audiobook version of it and like following along, of course. So my favorite part about Twilight, I think was just how much time, Edward and Bella spent together dating because I feel like in the movie it was kind of like one day they see each other and then the next they're like making out but in reality it was a little bit of a longer drawn out process so Michelle what was your favorite part about
1: Twilight oh well Mm. okay question real quick question about that Jessica I have a question because. I wanted to touch on that timeline because rereading it now as a (laughs) semi-functional adult, I was like, all right, this timeline seems a little bit weird, right? So Bella meets Edward in the book, January 18th, okay? And she meets him in class. They don't say a word. And then the car crash is January 25th. So between the 18th and the 25th of January, Edward decides he loves Bella so much that he will out his whole family to save her in the car (laughs) crash, right? Okay, then September 13th, that's when Bella turns 18, okay? So that timeline to me, January 18th to the 25th. It's a couple weeks, and that's when Edward decides I'm going all out for this woman. I will ruin my family. It can happen. That's true. I know. I know it can happen, but I was just like, I wanted to pay more attention to the timeline this time around. And I was like, that is a really quick timeline, especially considering the first day of school. He meets her, but they don't talk. Then he leaves for a week. Oh, that's true. So half of that, you know, half of those two weeks before he decides he's going to save his life, he's gone. And then he comes back and then they have like one weird onion lab (laughs) class together where they actually do talk. And then it's the car crash. Then it's the car crash Mm -hmm. where he decides he's going to save her. And that's really, really fast. Right. So it's like one good, sensible conversation between the two. During the Onion Lab, that's it. And then he's like, all right, I'm giving it up for this girl. And then, yes, of course, they do have good conversations, like good, clean conversations about, like, I'm listening to Linkin Park. What are you listening to? And what book do you like? Yada, yada, yada. But, okay, you thought the timeline, Jess, was sensible and reasonable. And that's probably because we're also in the middle of watching The Bachelorette right now. But, Michelle, what do you think about the timeline of these two kiddos falling in love?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say... um. All of it. So definitely start with the timeline. So I feel like maybe, you know, he's been alive for a really long time. Like this guy, like he's seen it all. So maybe he's like, I don't have the time to take it slow. Like, I, I just want to like go Stay in around. because he knows she's a human. She doesn't have that much time. So he's like, let's just go for it. And also I wonder since you've read Midnight Sun, if it mentions like when he first saw her, I think it's like he smells her and he like has his over like power that he just wants her like in that week that he left he must have been thinking about her like nonstop and probably trying to like analyze his thoughts and his feelings and he just can commit to it and be like you know what I'm too intrigued I have nothing to lose you know like let's go for it so the timeline I was like okay I can see it also it's, it's a book like they're in high school you know they're teenagers like it's, it's fine. It was fine for me. Um, I definitely have to say my, my favorite part definitely was seeing their relationship like evolve, like seeing how, what he would do for her and what she would do for him, like little things, even if it's like her going to prom for him. And I think I remember, I don't remember if this was in the book before I read it somewhere that I think it was in Midnight Sun or I heard someone talking about it, that he wanted her to go to prom with him, like for her to tell. Her kids or something like that in the future that she went to prom and that's why he wanted her to go I don't know if that was I saw that somewhere but I thought oh, he just completely puts her in front of everything like he puts her first he can really 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 cares about her so I really loved seeing their relationship evolve from the beginning and just to the end it's just an epic romance and I'm such a sucker for romance and I just you know, my 15, 16 year old self was just like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever read in my entire life. Like,
1: <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I think you should read Midnight Sun because it makes the whole timeline feel like you're saying, okay, he's way more, he's a teenager, but he's way old, more yeah. older. He's been around for a while. So he's like, You know, nobody wants, nobody doesn't want kind of thing. But then also in Midnight Sun, we get to see him like he does get to learn about Bella without Bella knowing that he's learning about her through adorable stalking in the backyard and watching her sleep all the time when she's not aware of it and killing spiders in her room. Like he does all this really cute stuff for her while she's not aware. So for me, the timeline seems a little bit more realistic for, from, you know, Edward's point of view, Bella. Yeah. I mean, girls girls love that. You know, Edward is very gorgeous and I'm, (laughs) I am team Jacob, but that's for me. So yeah, I I, I love Edward for um, her question. Um,
0: and it had to do, it's very weird. And I didn't think about this when I was first reading it, like back in 2005, I thought about it, this go around. What do they do because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, the smell of blood. What do they do when they're on their periods like the girls? Do they just not go like what's going on? Oh, you have. Yes, you have an answer, Jessica. Go for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I want to see what. See Michelle. No, no. Michelle, what What do you, do you know the answer or do you want to?
2: Honestly, I have know? no clue. I want to know you. If you have the answer, please share because yes. I'm curious now. <laughs>
1: Okay, no, talk about it real quick because I can pull it up. It's in the illustrated guide, so I don't know it word for word right now, but Stephanie Meyer in the illustrated guide, I think, did a FAQ section, and there's a section in there about Bella and her period. So give me one second. I'll look it up. Just Because I was,
0: I was reading it, and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like the smell of blood. Like if he couldn't go to class because they were pricking their fingers and just a little bit of blood would be there, how does... How do they, like, handle the all of the blood coming out of the girls mm-hmm. when they're on their period? That's true.
2: That's like, true. That's only, a, now, that's
1: a... only now a more mature Jessica would ask this. Um, I'm kind of sad that they didn't do the blood typing scene in the movie because that was such a sweet scene in the book, you know, reading through it when he's just waiting out in um, his car, waiting to make yeah. sure Bella's okay, and then she faints and...
2: Oh, yeah. I loved that scene in the book.
1: (sighs) He carries her around and has a little tussle with Mike. Dude, Mike is so much more annoying in the book than he is in the movie, I think, from my perspective. Like, Mike was just relentless on her.
0: I guess that's another question that... um could be asked also what mo- what scene in the book did you want in the movie that didn't happen
2: oh my gosh it was de- it was definitely like the when she passed out the blood um the blood scene and he carried her outside and they were having the conversation outside I thought that was such like a sentimental part of the book mm. and they completely left out of the movie I just feel like the emotions weren't really there in the movie that you can read in the book like they're actual like feelings and connection toward each other I feel like it's way more emphasized and stronger in the book than it is in the movie so I wish like more scenes like that when it was just the two of them but when it's not like overlaid with all the cheesiness that the actors add on in the movie you know like I hated the spider monkey line that they added in the movie because he does not say that in the book
0: yeah um so one thing that I liked better in the book was when they were, like, um, when she kind of found out about the whole vampire thing and they were in the car talking about it. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really weird when all of a sudden in the in the movie she kind of goes over and was like, I need to talk to you. And they just go into the thing and, like, you're a vampire. And I'm like.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she doesn't even say anything. She just, like, walks past him and he just starts following her. And I'm like, okay, because that was totally, like, <laughs> direct. Yeah, like. like-
0: if you can't read my mind, how do you know that I want to come
2: over here? Exactly. Yay! Oh, my
1: back? You're back. Yes. Sorry. Okay, the period question broke down my computer. Sorry about that. Um, oh, good. Worth it. <laughs> okay, so I have the answer. Did you guys change the topic? Because I have it right here. So this was answered in the official illustrated guide to the Twilight Saga underneath the FAQs. And basically... Yes, Edward knows when Bella's on her period, but he is too much of a gentleman to say anything to Bella about this. And Bella would be too embarrassed to ask him if he's affected by it. So that's why it never gets brought up in the books. But the reason why a woman's period blood doesn't affect the vampires like the prick of blood would is because it's uh, menstrual blood, which is deoxygenated oxygen ox, there's no oxygen in it and it's old so it's not as appealing so i guess like what it would be is like rotten rancid like deli meat for people i guess Ew. is what menstrual blood would be to, to oh vampires. Anyways, i loved that answer and i love that like they made stephanie meyer think about that to write it down because oh
0: Everyone I mean it's a valid know. question.
2: It's a good yeah, question.
0: I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about it until like this go around, honestly. And then I think another question that we had when we were talking about Midnight Sun was like, do they poop? And Mermaids. I think you answered oh, that one.
1: Because yeah. like the vampires, uh, right? that one was also in the illustrated. That was in the illustrated guide. Um yeah, they they don't poop. I I forget how they like Cause they can take bites of food and things like that, but it doesn't come out that way. Like they'd have to just like throw it up later. I can't remember. It was in the illustrated guide, but yeah, we had so many questions. Like when I read Midnight Sun, I was like, can they just be mermaids? Cause they don't need to like breathe. They could just like live underwater. Right. Uh, Anyway. So where were you guys before my, my period blood question kicked me off. We were talking
0: about um, scenes that were in the book that weren't in the movie And Michelle said about Mm -hmm. the blood typing. Um, And then I said how weird it was when they did like, oh, I'm a vampire. And they stormed off into the um, forest randomly. But um, so speaking about the movies, Jessica, which movie was your favorite? Of the, was it five? Five,
2: Five, yeah.
0: Yeah, because the last one was broken in two.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, when I was in high school, my favorite was New Moon because I really liked Jacob and I liked it when he took his shirt off. I thought it was really (laughs) cute. Um, But now as an adult, maybe I think Breaking Dawn part one or two would probably be my favorite, you know, kind of. I liked them. I don't know. Um I think I feel like I had a lot of changes. Like my favorite character when I was a high schooler was Jacob, but my favorite character now is Charlie. I like there's so many different things where I'm like this was my favorite back then and this is my favorite now and I think that just also kind of is very telling of a of a great story that you can like it when you are younger, you can like it when you're older, but you're going to like kind of fluctuate what draws you to it and and um that's twilight for a lot of folks I know, but that's kind of my thing. So I I would say new moon was my favorite back then Mm -hmm. because I was a horny little teenage girl. And now it's breaking down part one and two. Michelle, did it fluctuate for you guys' favorites?
2: It definitely did. That reminds me, I remember I saw this like TikTok and it was saying like, Oh, like back when we were teenagers, it was always like team Edward, team Jacob. Like, who do you like more? But then now as we're older, it's like, team Carlisle or team Charlie, like, who do you think hotter now? And I'm like, that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I was like, Oh my gosh, let's hear it for the dilfs. Like I really, really do appreciate them. So I definitely get that. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely, it definitely did fluctuate for me. So.
0: What about your favorite movie?
2: So I think, in the beginning, it, for the longest time, it was the original. It's just because it was the original, I was like, oh my gosh, it's the first one. But when I saw Breaking Dawn Part 2, and I literally was sobbing at the ending in the movie theater because I had no idea they were going to do that, I had to be that one because I never had reacted like that in a movie theater ever. I literally screamed when, you know, what happened to Carlisle. So I was, he's my favorite character, he's always been, so I didn't. And none of that was really in the book, obviously. So I was like, stop. Absolutely not. There's no way this is happening right now. And um, so that just really scarred me for life, but in the best way, you know, because I can like, never stop. You stopped. need to
0: tell me what happened because I forgot.
2: So they did it, you know, the whole battle scene, like in the book, nothing really happened. They kind of like had this face off and then they pulled up these like facts to Aro and he just left them alone. But in the movie alice like goes up to him and shows him you don't know it's a vision but it's a vision and yeah, she's, sho- she's showing him like what would happen if he decides to stay and fight and he does lose but he ends up killing like carlisle jasper um leia it's and Seth. Right off. yeah pulls carlisle's head off and that's like the first thing and that's when I was like screaming and they show like everyone's face, like Esme's crying, everyone's like, Oh my gosh. And that's what like sets off the fight. Oh, and yeah. And they all yeah. just start just because he kills Carlisle, because he's trying to take Alice away. And they all just start fighting and then they kill like it's satisfying to see the villains die, you know, like um yeah, Jane of and oh oh I hated Jane. So I was like, Yes, cause she just gets it worse because Sam just rips her apart. But um it was so satisfying to see them die. But they also, like, in the vision, killed some, like, Jasper and Carlisle and then, you know, other people. And I was like, absolutely not. But when I was watching this, I was like, there's no way they're making... In the
1: wolf pack, yeah. Yeah,
2: I thought they, like, flipped it like that. I thought that they're like, oh, like, nothing really happened in the book, so let's change the ending in the movie. But then at the end, it just shows that it was all a vision. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was... Com- I had the like. I had tears. Like I was in my roommate in college. Just like I was like, this did not. Just I remember happen. that in the
1: movie theater, people were like screaming. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, I screamed. I've like never freaking out. I've never screamed in a movie theater before. Like even a scary movie, like never. But I screamed, and you know, the, I think the movie we went to, there wasn't that many people. We were, I think, we were in college when it came out, so there wasn't that many people. It was a weekday. Mm-hmm. There was like hardly anyone in there. And I just screamed my head off. I was like, "Oh my god!" I think I scared a lot of people in the movie theater. I just wasn't expecting it. That's funny. So, mm-hmm.
1: so if you could ask Stephanie Meyer to do another book in the vampire se- series or in the werewolf series or any of the Twilight, you know, world, would you ask for another book? Do you want another book? And if so, whose story do you want it to follow?
2: I would love some more emphasis on the backstories, particularly Alice. I would love to see like a full on Alice story because I just feel like there's so much that she can do with it. Like she's got the outline for it and then she can just pop out a whole book on it because she's very, very interesting. I think she's one of the most interesting characters. Just kind of given, I think, how you know she came from like an insane asylum where or the things that... Carlisle says before she he found her and her gift is very, very unique. And I think she could really do a lot with that. So I feel like she can probably pop out like a backstory for each character. We don't really know a lot about Esme. I mean, that would be really interesting That's to true. see. So I I feel like, you know, some backstories of the vampires would be amazing. I would read it in a heartbeat.
1: We did get a lot. So you do you do get you do get a lot in Midnight Sun of backstory of Esme and you get oh. a little bit more backstory for Alice in Midnight Sun um, because it's obviously from Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I 100% agree because the little bit of backstory you get for Alice and plus the stuff that they give you in the illustrated guide, mm-hmm. you know, we know that she had those premonitions. She could have visions as yeah. a human. So right off the bat, Super fucking cool. Would love to see where that goes. And then she, when she's in the insane asylum hospital, the vampire there is the one who changes her. And like that whole thing, I would love to get. I mean, that could be a show, like on its own. I think Alice could. Have oh, definitely. A show, honestly, yeah. um, that would be I so agree. cool. But yeah, I would want. I would Alice. want an Alice to I completely I forgot about Alice
0: book. Alice's story until rereading Twilight because I'm like, okay, we've heard Jasper in the movies. We heard um we didn't really hear Emmett though. We we all know that Rosalie found him.
2: I think he was attacked by a bear. He was like dying by a bear from a bear attack.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Alice would be awesome. Um you know what else would make a really good uh what else would make a really good another story is the Amazon coven. Oh. You know we don't really It's not until Breaking Dawn that we learn about all the different covens all over the world, which all of that would be very fascinating to dive further into. But I think the like Amazon covens and the covens that are like really remote, you know, where they found the other like the other half vampire yeah. half human person
2: yes he's because i think he's from brazil i think that's where it was mm-hmm. but it's interesting i would love to see more about him since mm-hmm. he's different because he can change people which i thought was super interesting that he can change people but renez may can't so i was like that's super interesting i would love to see more about his story i always thought in my head like oh what if she does like a love triangle with this guy Jacob and Renezme, or something like that but you know like I was always like in my head I was thinking about that but you know it's definitely very interesting she's I
1: feel like that's where most people want yeah mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. story is more people want a, a yeah Renez. triangle with yeah. Jacob. Mm-hmm. I see it I mean I get it I understand why but I'm just like no yeah Alice's story would be way cooler yeah definitely I don't know
0: so um rating Twilight. I'm sure when we first read Twilight in 2005, we all gave it like a thousand stars out of five. Um, so what would you rate it now, Michelle? Like now what, what would you rate it? Going,
2: going back to it, I think I would rate it now a 3.5. I do love it so much. I really do. Um, you know, going through it, I was like, it's, it's a little slow, you know, for me. And I I still love it so much. And I would I it's just a classic to me. But right now I'm kind of like older and I'm like, okay, like this was really cool when I was younger, but you know, it's kind of doesn't have the same effect on me now as it did then. <laughs> I love it, respect a hundred percent. But yeah, I definitely would have given it like did give it five stars when I was younger, but yeah, maybe a little three point five for now. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, another question before we go on to Jess rating it. Would you have your children read this book?
2: Oh, absolutely. They need to know what the hype's about. 100%. As soon as they're able to read books of this length, I'm going to buy it for them or hand them down this one because they need to know what their mom went through when she was in her teens. So absolutely.
1: (laughs) Jess, what would you rate it now? Okay, so I actually looked back onto my my Goodreads account to see what I originally rated it, and I originally rated it four out of five stars. Um, I think I've always been more of a tough Mm -hmm. rater because, honestly, like with the amount of fucking money I spent on this merchandise and world and everything you (laughs) would think I would have rated it five out of five stars but I rated it four and that's just the type of person I was then and I'm still that person now still gonna go with a straight four it's a straight four it's a beautiful story I mean yeah it's got its flaws and you know I'm without getting too pick me girl about it Whatever. There's still it's still a good book. It's still a fun read and it is magical. Yes, there's other twilight or like you know, vampire fantasy novels out there that are pretty similar, but I don't care. It's great. Four out of five. Um doesn't knock my socks off. Just the panties. Sometimes, but four and five. <laughs> what about you, Jess? Did you hear me? Yeah, just my panties. No, it's Mormon. Keep my panties on. <laughs> um, I would have to agree with you, Jess, like it
0: it's a good, it's a good book. Um, and I would agree also with you, Michelle, like it is a little bit slow, which I liked because it kind of grew the relationship and it wasn't as fast paced as the movie, but also I am going to give it a four out of five. I'm pretty sure I gave it like five out of five stars when I was growing up. Cause I mean, like I, I read that book a lot, a lot. And I pushed it onto people. I was like, here, you need to read this book. Here, you need to read this book. And, mm-hmm. but now it's like I'm a little bit older. I have some gray hair now. I'm going to go with four out of five. If they made it a little bit
1: spicier, I'd probably give it a five out of five.
2: Yes, I'm here for the spice, honestly. That would, that would be nice.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I just watched right before coming on, I watched an interview with uh, Stephanie Meyer where they asked her, like, how do you feel about uh, the, you know, the writer of Fifty Shades of Grey using your universe to create Fifty Shades of Grey? And uh, Stephanie Meyer was like... Well, I don't know. I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey, but I'm, like, happy for her success. And they were like, well, what do you think about, you know, how spicy basically it is? And she was like, "Well, you know, it's just separate from Twilight. So Twilight doesn't have to be saucy in that way. I don't know. It, that Don't quote me on that. But basically, in more words or less, she said, like, Fifty Shades of Grey is different than Twilight. Twilight will never be smut. And I'm like, do you know what Twilight is? You've made the smut. It's the smut. <laughs>
2: No, Anyways. exactly. She's made teenage girls everywhere fantasize. it was
1: funny that she did yeah. Oh,
2: yeah,
1: no. <laughs> like, everyone. And boys that's and true. moms. Dude, there used to be, like, Twilight mom oh, groups that's and true. stuff. Like, moms for Twilight. Um, everyone... Yes,
2: I loved it. Oh, my gosh.
1: We all loved it. All right, Michelle, we have a couple we usually whenever we have a guest we usually end the episode or wind down the episode by asking some like random book related questions so this is unrelated to twilight we're done with our twilight conversation um so i'll kick it off who has been your least favorite character you've ever read but completed the book
2: Ooh, that's a good question oh let me think give me a good second there was a book I read. Ooh. In a Dark Dark Wood by Ruth Ware. So I didn't really like that book. I think I rated it a 2 out of 5. It was kind of hard for me to get into it and I've heard so many good reviews about it. But the I just the main character annoyed the hell out of me for some reason. I was so annoyed with her and her decisions And, like, she accepts, I don't know if you guys have read the book, but she accepts to go to this bachelorette party of this girl that she hasn't spoken to in, like, seven years who's getting married to, like, her ex-boyfriend. I would never in a million years go. And I was just so frustrated with everything that happened and I, like, knew who the person was. I felt, like, right off the bat. But that was one where I was, like, Ooh, but I I have this thing where I have to read, I can't not finish it. I feel like it's like, maybe it's an OCD thing or something. I have no idea, but I like need to finish every book I read. I can't not, not finish. Even if I absolutely not having a good time, I have this little spark of hope that it'll get better maybe, but I feel like I need to finish it. So I do every time.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. You're stronger than I am. There's been a couple books that I'm like, "Mm -mm, this isn't worth it. I'm over it. Like it makes me mad. And I just like, yeah. if I, if I want to throw the book out the window and burn it, I should probably not finish reading it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So another question, um, I'm going to skip one and I'm going to go to the third one. Cause I always like asking the third one. What's an unpopular mm-hmm. book opinion that you have? Like everybody loves this book, but you're like, this is trash. I don't know why y'all like it.
2: Oh my gosh. It was. So there was this book called Migrations by Charlotte Charlotte something. I forgot her last name. But I heard so many rave reviews about this book. I was like this looks amazing. It's kind of like a post global warming um setting and it takes place like in the Arctic and I was like oh this sounds so good. But the main character left such a sour taste in my mouth that by the time I got to the end of the book which it was a really beautiful story. It was, I'm not going to lie, but I just, I couldn't really enjoy it or appreciate it when I got to the end because I just like the main character so much, even though in the end it really wrapped together really nicely and it's a beautiful story. I just was so, by the end of it, I just, I I couldn't, I couldn't connect to it. I was like, I'm so sorry. And I felt so nervous, like posting my review because I just saw people give it five stars and it's about to be a show, I think too. But I just couldn't, and I feel I always feel nervous doing that. So, so I
0: looked. I just looked it up on Goodreads, and it gets a four point one nine. Yeah,
2: that's, that's
0: pretty. That's pretty high. Um, I think a book that I was pretty nervous about that we read, um, in June was Honey Girl, and a lot of people really loved
2: that book. Oh, I loved that one. I did. I loved that one. I gave it like a five star.
0: And I was just like. I don't I don't get it. I, it let me down so much. But mm-hmm. um yeah, we have an we have an episode on it if you want to go listen to it, but I'm like oh my gosh, I gosh. was my expectations were <laughs> like this and they
1: just bloop.
2: So I one. love hearing like people's opinions on it though. It's crazy. Yeah, I
1: actually rated it yeah. higher than I love than hearing Jess. different people's
2: opinions. I love to see like every point of view.
1: And that, that was like her pick, mm-hmm. but I rated it better.
2: Yeah, no, I loved that one. I, I think I gave it like a 5 stars. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Okay, so If you, Michelle, if you had to live um, within any novel's universe, which would it be That's such a good
2: one. I feel like I'm going to go with like a majority of people. I'm so sorry, but definitely Harry Potter. I gotta say, like, I feel like that is the coolest. Yes, I love That that. That is the coolest. I dreamed about, you know, like going to Hogwarts and I've always thought, I'm like, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm a Ravenclaw. And I took Pottermore test to see what um house I'm in and I'm a Slytherin oh Oh. and I was like pretty upset about it at first I was like there's (laughs) no way I'm a Slytherin but then I found out you know I was like doing some research
1: if if you go into the Harry Potter universe right now are you going into Slytherin or Ravenclaw?
2: Oh, I'll go into Slytherin. Now I back it up all the way because I found out that Lin-Manuel Miranda, (laughs) who I'm obsessed with, he wrote Hamilton. I'm obsessed with him and he's a Slytherin. So I'm like, okay, no, I'm going over there. So I love it. I did more research about it, you know, and I was like, you know what? Being a Slytherin isn't that bad. You know, they're passionate. It's okay.
0: (laughs) They're not all evil.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. I mean, Draco's a snack. It's totally fine. (gasps)
0: okay um so that's it for the show so we want to say thank you so much for coming on the show this was really fun
1: I loved oh, thank, you for having you.
2: Me. thank you so much for having
1: me <laughs> I took a I took a little video earlier nice. um so you can find Michelle on her uh bookstagram it's read dot with dot mish m-i-s-h um so join her over there follow her over there next week we're going to move on to another super fun uh big universe of uh books that i was obsessed with as a as a young gal we're going to do the hunger games which i'm also reading the ballad of songbirds and snakes so hopefully i'll get that done in time for a conversation on the Hunger Games. Yes, and we're
0: only doing, <laughs> hopefully, we're only doing I'm, trying, the first and I'm going book. as fast as I can. So it's like the first Twilight.
1: I know, but I need Hunger to finish Games. this before it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it'll be good because you can answer Stuff questions. Stuff comes up. How would I know about the period? How would I know about the periods if I didn't read all the other additional information out there? I just have to do my research and get it all done. All right. So, that's why you keep me around, Jess.
0: Don't forget to subscribe <laughs> to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on all of the socials. We're at Out of Five Stars, and that's O-U-T-A with two T's. Until next time. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers.